Welcome back to the Vinland Chronicles, a Vinland Saga podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today, what we're covering is season one of episode 15, After Yule. Yule! Salt bought though. I don't think that's the right uh, thing, but I like it. You, do you know what Yule is? No. I really thought it was a soldier boy thing. I know of Yule Log. I don't know. Here's the crazy thing about Soldier Boy. Um, you know his name is after like the oh, word soldier. Yes, but he just had, took a lot of liberties with it. Dang, you're popping off for real, huh? I am popping off for real. Sorry, fellas. Congratulations. We got girls that listen to. Yeah, our fellas and fellies. That was actually my uh, dumbass roommate, Kyle. Yeah, that guy's a dumbass. For those of you uh, who have listened to us in the past, he used to, he's my ex-roommate, and he's very dumb. He says some stupid anime topics, and yeah. How do you like the Attack on Titan finale? He thought it was great. He was just a little confused by it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, it's his favorite show, but he doesn't understand he, any of it. He hadn't watched or thought about it in three years, so he was a little confused, but you got him home, and that's you're a good friend for that. Yule is a winter festival historically observed by the Germanic peoples that was co- incorporated into Christmas. Oh, wow. So they're not German, but maybe they also kind of did it, and it's kind of like their Christmas. I don't know. Winter time, yeah. I guess. I thought Christmas was the same thing. Like, for everybody. Well, I guess not. Well, they're not Christians. That's what it says? They're not? Well, no, but we know the Vikings aren't Christians. Oh, yeah. Most of them. Well, 99.9999999. Actually, all of them. (laughs) We haven't seen a single one that is. Well, some of these guys seem like they're thinking about... uh, that are yeah, they're actually converting. What did you think about the episode, Sir Ronnie? It was... One of the weaker episodes of the first season, but with that being said, it was so clearly a bridge episode right. that it's fine. You know, because the whole thing is just like, oh, Thorkill is getting back on their track. And, and because of that... Yeah, it just sets up so nicely for what's to come. It gets me really excited. It's one of those where you watch the end of it and you're like, wow, I really need to see the next one because it it's more so just getting you hyped for the next one. And I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but the end of the episode actually did more to me emotionally than I ever would have thought. Thank you. I, I am so, God, I'm so happy you said that because I was thinking the same thing while watching it. I was like, Ronnie should actually feel a little something. Here. I felt a little something. Good. It's very good. Very good stuff. So let's get right into it. We start off with the king. He's being fed meat from a lady servant. And this is one of my lifelong dreams is basically to have a woman that just feeds me pieces of steak. And of course, that's your uh, Not a servant. Desire. I said a woman. It's so stupid. Hey, I can eat myself. Stay away from me. Maybe we do it as a cutesy thing one time. And then after that, it's old. I've got this covered. Dude. You're telling me you wouldn't want to be laying in a bed mm-hmm. with a hot, naked woman feeding you she's slices She's not naked. Of I know, this is, but, but I'm talking about my dream. He's sickly, that's why she's doing it. You're, dream, you're naked. No, she is. Okay, you're I've clothed. What do clothed. you have on? I've got on, well, thank you Sweaters. for asking. I've actually got on, uh, I have a tucked in napkin because I'm eating. Okay. And she's feeding me the stuff in just a shirt and shorts. And where are you at? In, in my bed. In bed? Mm-hmm. Hell no, I do not want that. 
it's a hotel room. Don't want it. Okay. Do not want it. Uh, if we feed each other one thing, we I'll will allow one thing to be fed to me, and then I'll feed you once, just to kind of be like, oh, look how gross and cute we are. If you try to feed me a well, second don't say, time, don't say me and you because it sounds like you're talking about me and you. And I'm talking about all my future prospects okay. of women out there who want to feed me something. They're only allowed to do it one time. I'll feed you once, and then after that. Let's eat our own food. Okay, I agree. Uh, that's what I'm saying, occasionally. But also, if you're eating grapes, always have them feed you the grapes from the vine. I think that's so hot. It's not hot. It's yes, not it that is. hot. Um, it's, then what's hot, it, Honestly, it makes it more work for you. No, you, it doesn't. You do know that eating grapes off the vine, that is one of those things they make it look uh, very good in TV shows and movies and film. Harder than you'd think, probably. You've never done it, so you Because what know. if you, you're going to get some of the vine in your mouth and you're not going to want that? Whatever, Ronnie. Didn't you know what? My, your dreams and my dreams, way different. Way different. And I'm dreaming right. Right. God, my dream is to one day have us agree on something on this podcast. Just how awkward are you? just laying in bed with your Nate and she's feeding you meat. Yeah. And then I'll feed Nothing her. Nothing else is going on. And then on. I'll feed her meat, Ronnie. Nothing Boom. else is going on. Now so, she's like, oh, try this cheesecake. I'll be like, okay. Thanks, babe. That was good. And then Floki is explaining that Canute has gone missing in the midst of the confusion while fighting Thorkel's men. Sorry, I had one more thing in this first five seconds of the episode. Um, how about, can we both agree on this, maybe? The whole drinking out of the horn, so stupid. <laughs> no, damn it. And I thought we were about to agree on something. No, you that is badass. You can't put it down. Give me a horn, give me a lady feeding me meat, and I will be fully I've watched from how I, cool I have watched more than I can count the number of times you've uh, took your time with a nitro cold brew. Can't do that if it's in a nail horn. Because yes, guess what? You, can. you can't you can't put it down. You cannot set it down. Where are you going to sit it down? You have somebody hold it for you, Sir Ronnie. That is where you are you not... You like being around people more than I do. <laughs> I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. We don't agree on things. And you also said, oh, they're not servants, but they're just holding my horns. Yes. Yeah, they're she's holding hol my horns and she's feeding holding, me meat. She's holding my horns, holding my meat, wow. and she's not saying much. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he may still be alive and is waiting for help. Floki says, I'm sure you must be worried, but the king says if he was just talented like his brother Harold, he wouldn't have gone missing. And then we go straight into the OP. So the king, it's like he's already kind of set up that Canute, he's just not like his older brother. It's kind right. of his thoughts from the beginning. Which is kind of like the vibe that you get early on. But I like that they put this at the front of the episode based off what we come to know at the end. It would, If I was a smarter podcaster, I would have been like, okay, I might see what's going on. Yeah, I forgot to mention too that he also says that they could go and try to find and save Canute, but they'd have to wait till spring. And he's like, ah, this is not even worth it. So he doesn't really care about his son that much. Yeah, I had the wrong vibe of him. Maybe it's because I don't see him enough, but it did seem... That, once again, I felt like, okay, yeah, they if they go out and look for him in the winter, they're going to fail anyway. So he's probably, like, if he's alive, huddled down somewhere, 
So I still wasn't on the scent of like, oh, he just really doesn't care. I thought he was being like a smart leader. So we get out of the OP, and we've got Thorkel. He's upset that it's wintertime, because what does wintertime mean? It means no war. And what does no war mean? Sad Thorkel, because (laughs) he likes to fight. We find out it's December 1013, and Glaucaster, Earldom of Mercia... (laughs) Right, we get a lot That's of exactly what names thrown at us, but uh, he also Thorkel's outside, you know, looking at the snow. He gets the option of eating roasted pork or boiled pork, and what does he do? He picks both of them. He's gonna make them do both. Which I was upset that I wasn't thinking that same way because immediately I was going, "Oh, roasted, obviously." Oh yes, but but he's just like I mean, give on, me it all. I guess I'm still mad because I'm thinking, could you not get the portion that you got boiled also roasted? Because it, it's the right answer. They're eating this place out of house and home, and I don't know who are these people. Did they do basically the same thing that Asklad did, but since he's... Fu- <sighs> no, it's English, because didn't he have English people with him? Right. Yeah. So, I so think- did they go back to a certain spot in England? This, Ronnie, if you weren't listening to me, this is Gloucester Earldom of Mercia. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in England? I don't know. No, I think it's on the way. Like, they're pretty close to where Askeladd is because they thought Askeladd was going with the ship. Right. But he, what Askeladd's doing is he's going across the land. It's just wintertime. Because obviously, I guess these people, while they're not necessarily English, they're under the rule of the English. So they have to kind of live by the rules. Um, yeah, I see a shot right here. First of all, there is a horn that, of course, was emptied. Thank God, because it's laying flat on the table because you can't sit it down. And approximately 40 empty bowls. Yeah, and I can imagine that Thorkel eats a lot of food. He just looks like the type of guy that does. But you're going to be mad at him because what I'm looking at right here, he has eaten a ton of stuff, a bunch of bones next to him, which I know you approve of. But it looks like he's got two bowls of just sunny side up eggs that he's barely touched. He's saving those for the end. Okay. So he's talking to his right hand man about details of the prince and how he handed him over. He could have put him on a pedestal and started a new dynasty if he wasn't such a coward. He's just kind of talking about, you know, the prince. Prince basically sucked. Right. And Thorkel, and that's why I think he was so reluctant to give him up too i mean i know there was like that chaos that happened he's like well you just handed him over and he's like well the prince kind of sucks and he's like and it was thorfinn so i just gave him the thorfinn that's kind of how i took that now i am wondering am i missing something why what was thorkel hoping to get out of canute being alive because he seems like he just wants chaos well, he was saying, he almost said right here that right. he was trying to put him on a pedestal, but he realized he sucked so bad that he was like, well, this isn't going to work. I'll just give him up and then that'll that'll cause more chaos and then I'll, I'll be able to fight and find him later. So I feel like that's another hint, but I've never, because obviously like King Swain and stuff, they kind of assume, they were under the impression, oh, we send Canute to Thorkel, he's dead. Right. Thorkel captured him and was bringing him back, which actually would have been hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of interesting. Thorkel then requests a keg from an English girl. And like you said, he's basically eating and drinking through the whole city. I mean, yeah, not even just the food, all the booze. 
I'm sure he's ran through the women. We just haven't seen that part. But he contemplates how he should All have. Right. I don't know if Thorkell's like that. He contemplates how he should have given Canute to the English instead. And yeah, I, you know how I know he's like that? Because he drinks out of a horn. I know he's into women like that. Anybody that does is high tea. They got a lot of testos. That they run through women? He, I'm sure. What a pleasant he, way to say that you're one okay. of those people because you sorry. said, oh, wow, a horn would be awesome to drink out of. I'm sorry. that As you have a servant. He makes love to multiple women. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the guys in the back, they're crying over how much they're eating and drinking. Yeah. Uh, and then the one who's in charge that is crying tells the other guys to stop crying, which I thought was funny. <laughs> He talks about how a warrior is a warrior when he's on the battlefield, so he cannot wait to get back. But his right-hand man with a ponytail beard yeah. says bad news about King Swang, uh, basically saying he's being recognized as the Bretwalda at the next Wintanagamot and Messix. Wessex. Sorry. Okay. Wow, that W turned over on yeah. you, huh? So I'm going to... I'm gonna. Turn this around. Try one more time. Being recognized as the Bretwalda at the next Wittenagamot. It's a tough one. Witten. Let me try. Nagamet. Witten Nagamet. Maybe Wittengamo. Wittengamo. It might be Witten. It's probably Wittengamo. I Maybe. think Wittengamo sounds the best. In Wessex. Whatever that means. But we find out that it means... He's apparently surrendering. <laughs> Whatever that means, here's what it means. Uh, the guys with the ponytail beard back in this time, are they trying to make a statement? Like, I'm trying to understand the little, use for it. A little fruity? Do some of, yeah, do some, that's what I'm trying to get at. Do some of the people with just the regular beard, do they look at that and go, oh, don't talk to that guy? Yeah. It is true. They all have extravagant beards in this time. Well, you know what I mean by extravagant beards. Like they either got their they're rocking a straight up goatee, right? They've got the it's it can't just be a beard. It's always got to be something extra. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the side characters they're the ones with just the uh, just the full beards. I guess yeah, they're, they're not as fancy. Thorkel kind of knew it would happen though. Um, Thorkel just wants to fight. He wishes the world would just be at war forever. Gosh. And right when he's saying that, a messenger comes in. So the messenger comes in, and we leave that scene. We go to north, the north part of Earldom of Mercia, Askeladd's army-controlled farm village. A lot of names. A lot of names. Out. You're doing uh, okay. six out of ten with them. Be more confident. Okay, let me do that again. We go to the north part of Earldom of Mercia, Askeladd's army-controlled farm village. Whoa. Look at you now. To Askeladd's group. And we've got the ear saying that it's very cold out here. It's hard to hear with the the snow. It dampens the sound. Oh, of course it does ear excuses. excuse. He's just got really good eyes. That's what you said before. Uh, Also... Yeah, okay, that's a good, and I agree with that, because if he's got such good ears, what p- part of elevation? He's up in a tree. What does elevation have to do with him hearing? Before, he was literally hearing t- on the ground. Right, but this snow, it dampens the sound, is what he says. So when he's, it's the snow, he's got to get higher up? I think he just wanted to climb a tree. <laughs> yeah, what if he's just playing, like, pranks on him? He's really He climbs the tree, he's got such good eyesight, he just sees him from the tree. 
So it's he's real. I think he's got like a few of Ascalad's men under his own payroll, and they're all going to scout. Uh, and then he, they're bringing yeah. back him information. He's got, or he has a, just a high form of like autism. He might that yeah, as well. Just heightens his senses because he's very good at rolling his eyes in the back of his head while keeping his eyelashes o- or his eyelids open. Mm-hmm. So we have Prince Ragnar. Sorry, we have the prince and Ragnar, plus the priest, all praying to the Lord right now. I think he kind of, in while the ear is in the tree, he looks over at him. Um, but they're saying to please have the souls for the villagers to rest in peace and for, forgive us for our sins. They're still thinking about the villagers. I'm thinking, why are y'all still thinking about this? It's been so long. And then we find out a little bit later, it's been 10 days. <laughs> They've only been here for a little over a week. 10 days. And they're talking about the villagers because they're like, they're trying to not give anything away in case, in case someone like rides by or something. And like, well, the three guys kneeling in front of a cross outside of yeah, probably not a perfect thing to have going around. I don't know. Thorfinn just thinks this isn't the time to pray for anyone else but themselves. Is he doesn't say that, but that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> the priest asks the father if he can hear his voice. Yeah, he goes. You did not give us your power. If you love both good and bad men equally, why don't you? Te- why do you test us? Can you hear my voice? I doubt your love. And right when he says that, the prince jumps up, yells at him to shut up. He's really taking action here. This is, you said Canute, you know, earlier when he was talking to Thorfinn, you're like, oh, this is a one-time thing. No, he's doing it to the prince now. He's doing it to the priest. He Sorry, is not the, the prince. prince. He's doing it to the priest. He's doing it to, to the drunken priest who, Whoa. who is talking about like one of the three things I feel like Canute actually cares about. What are the three things Canute cares about? He cares about one, God. Okay. Two, cooking. And three? Three. Ragnar. Looking like a woman. <laughs> okay. It's not where I thought you were going to take that one. He's got nice lips. Let's be honest. You've been looking at him? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got nice hair. He's got a ni- a lot of nice qualities. He's taking care of himself. It's just, God. Be careful. He then says, do you doubt father? You call yourself a Christian. You should fear him. Every father loves his own child and then starts to walk away. And that's kind of, that made me kind of sad right there. Well, yeah, especially on the rewatch. It's like, ooh. Yeah, because he, he's, I mean, he's just thinking about his own dad right there and how much his da- own dad does not care about him. He's trying to, I think, convince himself that he does. <sighs> that's how I took that. Yeah, well, I feel like we'll talk about that later because I don't know how much he knows that his dad really doesn't like him. Yeah, it's like I, it, I, I it's actually almost, get that. I it's get almost that, like he, he knows... thinks that his dad's a hard ass more right. so than he thinks. Oh, my dad straight up doesn't like me and is trying to get me killed. Well, yeah, I don't think he thinks that, but I do think he thinks his dad's like hard on him and maybe doesn't like him as much as his brother possibly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. Um, that's when we even have Thorfinn after that little blow up right there. He looks down at his knife and just says father because obviously that is his father's weapon. Thorfinn just like I feel like he gets like a moment every now and then where he's reminded about Thor's and then just goes right back to just 
Yeah, being because a killer. I, surely at this point, every time he thinks about Thoris, he thinks about Thoris being like, hey, you don't have any enemies. Quit being so mad all the time. Quit looking for revenge. And then he just wipes that out of himself as quickly yep. as possible. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So we go back to Thorkel. He gets the heads up about the Danes from a surviving villager, which is the girl from last episode. Holy shit, Ronnie. I totally forgot that she actually lived. I thought she my whole spiel on her dying last episode. And like the the moment, what was it? It was a metaphor for her passing. <laughs> yeah. Was so off. God, you were in your bag. Uh I don't blame you though because I had to like look at her two or three times and hear the or read the dialogue to make sure that it was actually her because she doesn't listen, she doesn't look as bad as she should for being in her situation, but she still looks bad. She looks like she's now 39 years old as <laughs> yeah, opposed yeah. to 14 or whatever she was. Those yeah, lips are chapped. That's honestly kind of awesome though that she got away and was able to tell on him. Yeah, because now she's got a hot bowl of soup. Um, looks like Thorkel and the gang didn't eat everything. I would not want to be the snitch though. Like if Askeladd founds out, finds out that you're the one that snitched on him, I would not want that. Well, I think in that situation... You've got to be the snitch. You well, think so? Snitches get stitches, Ronnie. Come on. I don't think she had much of a choice. <laughs> but bless her. So glad yeah. she can make it. Did you notice that she was wearing the ring? <laughs> she was still wearing the ring. <laughs> was she? That's I was, sinner. I was just kidding. No way she's wearing the ring. Yes, there's no way she's not wearing it. <laughs> Didn't she throw it? Or no, what did she do? She's not wearing the ring. I think she swallowed it. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> it would have been great if she just had like seven rings on one of her fingers when she was telling him that. Uh, what's awesome right here, though, is Thorkel. He's thinking about the group that's, that's there, and he just mentions Thorfinn and Canute. Not once does he even say Askeladd. No. And, uh, you know, he brightens up a lot, and he gets ready for another war. Calling card. Well, okay. Also, you can't. The guys were crying earlier, and then they get told, "Pack us lunch, uh, some lunch for like what? How how long do you say here? Let me see." He says, "Pack us some lunch for five hundred men. Five days will be enough." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just quickly whip up two thousand five hundred meals, we'll be on our way momentarily. <laughs> How how do you even do that in this time? Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought that, you know me, know my way around the kitchen. I looked at these poor two guys who are being absolutely towered over by Thorkel, pointing a big meaty finger at them. And I'm like, where would these guys even start? There's no way. Like, well, what are they going to tell them? Yeah, so we got the ear, Bjorn, and Askeladd. They're all taking a leak together. And this is such a bro moment. Um, they're discussing the men that the ear is hearing from pretty far away. It is such a bro moment because it's such a bro thing to be uh, pissing together, but they're also doing the move Facing the same direction. Facing the same direction and both hands on their member to uh, kind of shield what they're packing. Like, they don't want them to know. They just want them to know, I'm comfortable with my masculinity enough to pee with you, but no peekies. Right. Well, maybe they all just have giant cocks. No, I'm looking at it. You'd see... I would imagine Bjorn does at least. I did a zoom in. Bjorn definitely is packing the most, I would think. 
pretty standard uh, cock measurement from these three guys, I think. Okay. You know, some guys you look at and you're like, oh, they're, uh, they're packing more than what you would think. But I think across the board, it obviously goes. Uh, yeah. The ear last, then Askeladd, then Bjorn. Okay. I would imagine Askeladd is very red. Probably that's just how so. I, that's just how I envision it when I think about it. So Askeladd goes to grab sleds. That's what that word is. He goes to grab sleds, but the carpenter only has two ready at the moment. Okay, and they've only got two carpenters. So they're leaving soon, though. So Askeladd tells him to get a sled ready by tonight, which is probably not possible. I'm not sure exactly, but Askeladd then tells Bjorn to get the men ready for battle and capture the commander of the enemies when the time comes. See, I think I could be a leader in these times because all you have to do is just walk up to someone who's trying their best. Uh <laughs> Give them an absolutely unrealistic thing to do and then just walk off while they're like panicking. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll get it done because they're freaking out so much, they'll it'll give them motivation. I mean, I guess so, but I still believe that there's no way those guys whipped up two thousand five hundred meals by the time You don't that, think so? By the time that Thorkell got his men ready to march. <sighs> and I don't know much about uh shedding. I don't know much about building sheds. But this guy he says Sleds. it's impossible. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sheds. I don't know about much about uh, sledding so much that you can put them in the shed because there's so many of them, but he says it's impossible. Right. And then he also says, let's do what we discussed to Bjorn. Hmm, very eerie. There. I know. I could. I didn't very have any thoughts secretive. there. secretive. I did not have any thoughts. Until later on. I mean, I got right. Yeah. Initially didn't have any thoughts. Uh but was just was happy that Bjorn had one of Askeladd's secrets because I feel like we haven't seen him entrusting in Bjorn as much recently. So I was glad to know it's still happening behind the scenes. Well, that's because he saw Bjorn was starting to real. I mean, Bjorn's always thinking, but he was really thinking. So he's like, you know what? I got to get him really on my side here. Yeah. So the men get ready to uh, talking about how weak the English are. And having no clue it's Thorkell that's actually coming. I mean, they have zero idea. Thorfinn then catches a rabbit, and Ragnar insists he'll cook it for him, even with some vegetables and, you know, some other things with it. Because Thorfinn, I would imagine Thorfinn's a lot like me. He just throws it, like, in a pot or something, right? mixes it around a little bit, and then just eats it. Uh, he's 100% that. But it's for different reasons. One, because it was all he was ever uh, given the option to do, and you're just lazy. What, dude, maybe he's lazy too nope. when it comes to cooking. Thorfinn was getting ready to die from starvation. He was just trying to cook food so he didn't get sick, and then he's just been doing that ever since. You're just lazy. <laughs> I will admit I hate cooking almost with a passion. I don't get um, that. What about it? I mean, what do you mean you don't get? I just get it. Like I get it if you're you say, "Oh, I hate cleaning up," or oh, "I that, hate." Yeah, well, I mean that's part of it, though. I, I mean, if that's part of it, but I still think if someone cleaned up for you, you would still hate it. It's just time consuming. I could have women just feeding me meat while I lay in bed. All right. It's a lot more satisfying. Sue. So, uh, the prince and Ragnar cook a nice meal 
and we get like a very sweet moment here. Okay, the prince has changed. He's more outspoken. I know he's with Ragnar here, but Thorfinn's around too, and he's still, you know, very polite. Almost forgot it was the prince again. I'll be honest. Might might have missed a line of dialogue, and when I went in, I was like, "Who is this lady?" And then I went, "Oh wait, that's my dear uh, Canute." Thorfinn then takes a bite of the meal. And once he does, he realizes how good it is. It's way better than anything he's cooked, so he starts just going ham in on it. And I'll be, you know, this is where Canute's starting to win me over. You know I know my way around the kitchen. He clearly knows his way around the kettle pot because nice-looking stew here. Really nice. I mean, yeah, comes in, says, oh, yeah, remove the uh, bones and organs. He's got some herbs uh, going. Looks like the pot is simmering away. You don't want to do a hard boil on a soup. You just want to simmer it. And that's, okay. what, that's what he's doing. He's made bread. I don't know if he... Surely they got the bread from somewhere else. Yeah, well, the village. Remember they... I know, but how, 10 days, they still got bread? I mean, wow. Yeah. A whole loaf for just this little meal here? Doing so, well. So, uh, yeah, Thorfinn says he thought royals only did the eating, not the cooking, too. But that's when we said canoe or Canute says it's a hobby of his, and he even tries cooking cod for the highness. Okay, he, he loves cooking so much, he tries it for his daddy. They're eating the soup, and that's one thing I can't get down with, the way that they're eating the soup with the stupid spoons where it's like they're ladling the soup out, and then instead of just putting the entire thing in their mouth, they're then dripping it back to, like, slurp it. Because it's hot. You got to let it cool down a little bit. No. Oh, my. Ronnie, you may know your way around the kitchen, but I know my way around the kitchen table. And that is how you eat soup. That's ridiculous. Well, the reason you. Oh, no. You let it cool down. I mean, this is what you do, Ronnie. You want to tell us what you do? Sure. You let it cool down. You take it to your room away from the family. You don't eat it with them. Not cool down. Cool off a bit. You. Take it to your room. You get away from the family. Anybody else that wants to eat with you, you just leave. Go by yourself. Yep. You put on a shitty YouTube video that's probably something very random like hat making. You watch that while I know drinking. I a bit about hat making. While drinking your soup lukewarm. No. Not lukewarm. Warm. On the bridge. On the br- Here's what you do. You make soup. If you make it in a... You want to let it sit for as long as it took to come up to temperature. If it's like a canned soup or something. Obviously, this is different if you're making like a real homemade soup. But say, you know, it's oh, it's on the pot, in the uh, stovetop for three minutes. You set it for three minutes, and then when you go back, whoa, perfect temperature. You can still take your time with it, but you don't have to go, oh, oh, God, it's so hot. That's not how they do. I not once saw them do that. Because if I hear ever, if I'm ever eating soup with someone, I hear this noise. Wow. Okay. Losing That's, my mind. Found out what it is. Losing my mind. You don't like the sound of people nourishing their body. Nope. Says a lot about you. If Ronnie. I was ever, if I was ever at your house where it's all kumbaya and people are slurping soup while watching Dancing with the Stars, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> now, my buddy, I will say, I don't get annoyed by that type of stuff because I'm not severely like uh, mentally handicapped when it comes to that. Okay. But one of my buddies does eat food in a gnarly, loud way. Like I feel like I eat food like pretty fast and not like the cleanest. 
but he does it in the loudest way possible to where I even know that, oh, I don't do that. Like, that's so bad that I know I don't do that. And that's all you think? You just go, oh, I don't do that, but it doesn't bug you? I just kind of hear it. I'm like, wow, that's a little unnecessary. And then I just go about my day. You know what else is unnecessary? What? The king sliding all this good food off the table. It was a nicely cooked cod. I know. So, you you know, he's telling Canute, you're not a damn slave. Okay. And when we cut back to Canute after telling this horrible story, kid's got some shoulders on him. Canute? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, something to work with. Yeah, but Ragnar, you know, he tries to make him feel better and talks about cooking poultry with him next time. You know, either duck or chicken. Yeah, more of a white meat man, the yeah. father. Not not into the fish. Right. So Thorfinn almost... We, we have a guy knock on the door. Thorfinn almost strikes him right in the jugular, but he just came to talk to the prince and Ragnar. Well, and I like to, or like to see how on alert Thorfinn is at all times. Yes. He just heard the slightest little bumping outside and was already at the door ready to just yeah. end this guy. And you know the prince has to like that. He's got to think, okay, I'm in good hands. Somebody I would have like liked to see like what yeah. Canute's vibe was. If he's like, oh, he's doing too much right now, or if he was like, oh, wow, I'm actually glad I'm with Thorfinn. He tells them the enemy has found them, and they are fighting, but they don't have a lot of men, so everything should be good. This should be a quick battle. But the crew only has been here for 10 days, we find out. And Egghead is pissed. Conehead, Egghead, whatever you want to call him. There's a lot of names thrown out. Some shape of head is what you need to call him. We are heading to Derby. The guy says, if you want to see Askeladd so bad, I'll just take you to him. Okay, so he's going to take Ragnar front line of the battle. They start to take him that way when Ragnar realizes that they are taking him away from where the battle even is. As soon as he pulls his sword, because things get sketchy, he gets stabbed from a guy like in a bunker down low. <laughs> so random. So random that that guy's in the bunker. They're in the perfect exact spot because, first of all, I'm trying to think. It seems very odd that they got all that perfectly. And now I'm trying to question whether or not Ragnar should have caught on quicker. What do you think? Well, that's that's what they say. They even say that to him. How did you not catch on quicker or yeah, something they, like that? So it was like their plan, they probably had it, oh, we'll plan this. It probably won't work. We're just going to have to fight him and kill him. You but, think there's like 30 dudes in different bunkers like every 10 feet? Yeah. Maybe so. So we had orders from Askeladd to kill Ragnar, and then we actually have Askeladd walk up to hear Ragnar's dying wish. Because he did get stabbed good. Like, he's bleeding pretty heavily. But he wants to do it in private. So we have a one-on-one conversation here. You were totally the guy that has to sit in the bunkers and spear a guy. I know. You know that, right? It's warm in there, though. I mean, to be fair, I'm someone like the ear, but not as talented, so. The queer. Whoa. Whoa, dude. That's what they would call you. So the prince, we, go, we get a quick look at him, and he just looks sad. Okay, and he says the soup has gotten cold, <laughs> which is just a metaphor for Ragnar is fucking dead. I mean, it is, well... I mean, it is like a metaphor for that, but... It is a metaphor, but I don't think it's on Canute's 
uh, it's not on his radar. Radar no. at all. I think no. he's just genuinely very concerned about the soup. He's concerned about the soup, and he doesn't look concerned about the battle. Which also makes me, you know, I'd like to have a conversation with Canute because soup is famously one of the best reheated dishes. But he almost the way he's talking about it, he makes it seem like this soup can't be reheated. Like once it's been warmed up and cooled down, it loses some of its, of its allure. Yeah, it's not my experience with soup. Well, he doesn't have the type of technology you have. Maybe that's why he's thinking that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if you do it over a fire. It's different. It's a little different. So Asklad compliments Ragnar for keeping Canute alive this far. He's, you know, very grateful for that. But says, the prince needs you dead so you so he can grow. One more note I had real quick is Ragnar, before they bring Askeladd over, uh, he's like, he's like, I need to talk with Askeladd. And one of the guys goes... Is it your dying wish? Because if it is, I'll listen. Yeah, it would have yeah, been awesome yeah. if Ragnar was like, no. And then a guy goes, okay, well, I can't be hearing this right now. Askeladd <laughs> um, says, I'll take your place because you will be killed by the English. You know, this is a great setup. You know, this battle's happening. The prince doesn't see it. It's the perfect time for Ragnar to die. He makes Askeladd swear to protect the highness no matter the cost. Askeladd swears very, you know, sarcastically and condescending, but I think he is being honest here. To Ragnar, what do you think? No, I mean, yeah. Well, that's well. Askeladd's whole purpose is to protect him. He's gonna protect him, but at whatever cost. There's whatever the cost is the key word, because it would not take much for Askeladd to be like, okay, this plan's not gonna work. I need to cut and run and just keep doing what I've been doing the past twenty years, and he would do that very quickly if, if you think yes i don't think so i think Askeladd's a good guy he just, just swore he just raised his hand and swore ronnie i didn't see his other hand i think fingers were crossed that is true he didn't say you know how he normally says like i swear on whatever his dad his dad yeah olaf or artorius he never says that so. didn't even do that wouldn't even put his dad at stake he says before you reach gainsborough you should prepare yourself uh, the court and Jelling are fighting over who will be the next king of Denmark. They are split on the brothers. It's a power struggle amongst traitors. So I wonder why, what Ragnar, it almost seems like he had some sort of scheme cooked up. Like why had they not already had this conversation? If Askeladd is actually going to take you all the way, why would you not have told him very early on? It does seem like he had a scheme. Going. So it almost seems like yeah, he was trying to double-cross Askeladd once he got closer to yeah. people that he knew. I don't know. And then that's when Askeladd goes, well, why didn't you just tell me that sooner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the king decided to kill one of the princes, and he wanted the prince to die in battle. So be careful. His real enemy is his father, Swain, himself. And he's telling Askeladd to go into exile my brother will make reparations for you in Gainsborough. Yeah, so maybe plans with the brother. But also, okay, they said um, they're making it seem like, and I want to know these people. Listen, Canute's growing on me. He really is. I really liked that, that cooking stuff he had going on. Said one of the factions of people have picked his highness Canute. The other faction has picked, uh, what's that guy's name? Harold. Harold. Who are the people that picked Canute? And it's got to just be the people from the church. The, no, that's what it's definitely the people from the. I think it's the people from the church and the people that just want 
a more peaceful person. Okay. Is my that's like the understanding I have from that. They're really rooting for the underdog. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. He then wants one last look at the prince, but as he says that, Askeladd just gives him a cold no. Ragnar thinks of him as a child and wishes to cook um wishes to cook with him again and to make his own father happy. And it's kind of a sad it is a pretty sad moment here because he actually cared a lot for the prince. Yeah, and that's where it kind of brought me around to him. I'm like, okay, I get it to a certain extent what Egghead was all about. He super cared about the prince. And for that, I feel for him. This was a good death. But at the same time, like, it's he was a parent that went too overboard. Right, yeah, Askeladd's totally right when he says, when I kill you, the prince is going to grow. Because that, yes. I mean, that's 100% true. But Now it might go too far in the opposite direction now. I'll, we'll see. But yeah, Canute's going to be so much better off because right. of this. Right, and like Askeladd said, so grateful that you brought him this far. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't for him, the prince might be way different. Have they said, how old is Canute, have they said? Same age as Thorfinn. So whatever that is. Oh, crap. Yeah, we did that. Math it's like the other fourteen day. or fifteen. Something it's, yeah. Fourteen okay. or fifteen. So it is pretty young. It would be tough in these times, but yeah, there was like a there was a transition period over like the last two or three years where Ragnar was kind of supposed to start helping Canute understand the way of the world and kind of the stuff going on with his father and the brother, but he just kept treating him like he was right. Eight. Yeah, because once you're 15 in these times, you need to, like, grow the fuck up. Be a man. And so I guess I'm... I know that you've already seen it. I guess if I had to put my guess out there, Canute, we're getting ready to see exactly how unprepared he is for this. Okay. Prepared in some ways, I think, because I do think that he'll be able to pick up on some stuff. But I'm wondering if he has the full grasp of... Oh, it's him versus his brother. Um, because the fact that Ragnar knew that people had picked Canute. Yeah, it's well, Canute does know some, like he talked about a couple episodes ago. I have to, what he said to Thorfinn was just like, I'm a royal family. Everything I say has meaning. So like he's aware enough to know that he's, he needs to be careful, but. And then the other interesting thing, too, is I don't know. Are they trying to say that because the people got split between the two brothers? Because, I mean, usually in these times, it's just, oh, the older brother takes control. Mm. Then, the you know, dad doesn't have to worry about Canute, just makes the older one. Because Harold's got to be older. My only guess, too, is that like maybe Harold, Harold is the older brother, right. but is that Harold um, might be similar to Swain. And, right. and like people are just tired of Swain. That's my guess. That's almost what I because it yeah. seems like oh the older brother brother would just do it, and then there's just fighting within the people that kind of made it this way. We just don't know because we haven't seen any of that. Right. End of episode. But yeah, it's it's really exciting, especially just knowing that Thorkell's on the way. And, yeah, and Thorkell on the way. And having Canute away from Ragnar. That's what's so exciting about it to me. Just like getting him finally away from his poppy. It is interesting because I do feel like 
I was going to say it's time to see Askeladd be Daddy Askeladd, but I almost think oh, it's going to become more Thorfinn becoming Daddy Thorfinn. Because what I think is going to happen is I think a lot of what Askeladd is going to do, he's going to keep him alive, but he's going to kind of just like leave a lot of it for Canute to figure out himself. And so therefore Thorfinn, who's already his protector, is going to have to kind of teach him stuff. And I think okay. they're going to bond a little bit more. That's my prediction. Become besties? Is that what you said? I don't... Thorfinn doesn't strike me as a guy to We're really best have friend. a bestie, but we will see. <laughs> I think they'll grow a little bit closer. Uh, yeah. Because Thorfinn's had no one for so long. Right. So for someone to look up to him and maybe be kind of nice... I know all he's had is Bjorn, but he doesn't give Bjorn the time of day. Right. And Bjorn's kind of like secretive about his love yeah. for Thorfinn, even right. though he thinks he's awesome. Yeah, he, he absolutely loves Thorfinn. <laughs> but yeah, we're three episodes ahead here. If you're listening on the free feed, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. We've got all the links in the description. Look at all of our you know social media accounts. We love you guys. We love Dude. Vinland Saga. We love anime, or at least I love anime. Gotta love it. But we'll talk to you next time. All right. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.